This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night. Every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Nope. I'm not. Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Nope. That. Nope. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to the hook, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low budget. Live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. Welcome, you bunch of dang low lifers. This is the podcast for Monday, January the 10th, 2022. Still hard for me to uh, accept that. Uh, it's 2022. Been seeing everybody doing this 10 year challenge on social media, and I'm like, damn, things change in 10 years. They really do. They really, really do. I keep looking at that, and I'm like, you know, I'm scared to look back 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm scared to look back two years ago, man. <laughs> Things are changing. I get grayer. I'm getting older. Whew. Just got back in uh, late last night. I'm recording this on Sunday for the Monday podcast, but got in last night from that Alabama Bass Trail down at Lake Jordan, the ABT 100, and your boy is whipped. I am absolutely whipped. It... Uh, Man, I am not in fishing shape. I haven't fished a, an event since the Open on Smith back in October. 
practiced two days, went hard in the event, me and Trey, and unfortunately came up about, I don't know, I'm not good with math, but like two drops of water uh, short of a check. We finished 22nd. They paid the top 20. Uh, unfortunately came up a little short, but had a great time, man. Awesome uh, seeing so many great people in this sport fishing those from professionals to great anglers I've known for many years and and great regional anglers and guys that could be pro tomorrow if they wanted to be at the national level. They just choose not to, and they pick on everybody on their uh, respected home lakes all the time and and, and around the southeast. Uh, man, it was a, a Thursday night we had the meeting and looking around. It was just a – it was intimidating, to be honest. I fished against a lot of great anglers, obviously, and some of the events I've been luckily, lucky enough to fish, whether that was the FLW Tour back in the day or, or uh, you know, Bassmaster Opens, and you, you, you really – I'm not a guy that lets that get to me because I'm just – you know, I, if you do your job right, if you go out, it's just – it is – it's cliche, but it is just you against the fish. But when you sit in that room and you look around at Bassmaster Angler of the Years and Elite Series Champs and BPT Anglers and, and these legendary – Alabama, I hate the word hammer, but Alabama hammers, and and it's uh, it, it was crazy. So for Trey and I to get away at the first one with a with a decent finish and on a tough fishery, man, Jordan was was not easy in the least. We had a great day uh, fish catch wise. We got way more bites than we ever expected. We had a limit in the boat. We blasted off. We were one of the last boats out. We blasted off. Uh, Boat 92 out of 100, and at 10 after 7, we had a limit. We were calling it like 7.30. So, it, I mean, it was just – it got off really fast and uh, and furious there. We called like two more times later in the day doing some different stuff, and we need – we truly – we knew we needed, based on kind of what we had guessed, we we thought one more good bite would put us in the top, top 10, definitely in check range, but turns out, you know, we were pounded out of the top 10 – and, uh, you know, pound and a half or so, had a, you know, top five. So it is what it is. And it is what it is. Um, a couple pounds out of the top five, whatever. But uh, awesome, awesome weekend of fishing. Really just, I don't know, man. Marissa said this last night, triple threat, when I got home. She's like, man, you had a lot of fun the last couple of days, didn't you? And, and I did. It was, it was uh, much needed. And I don't, for me, I think I was trying. I was trying to just kind of look back. I'm 99 percent sure it's the earliest tournament I've ever fished. We used to start like back in the day in a bass club, like first weekend in February. My dad and I some. But I think it's the earliest I've ever started around home. I fished a, an ever start back in the day on Okeechobee, and I remember being there for New Year's Eve. So I know I've started earlier in the year, uh, but. But it was what a great way to kick off the year, getting that tournament mindset, getting rods rigged, getting, you know, getting ready. Uh, it, it was it's a special, special deal to me. So got the year started off right. So hopefully we can uh, we can build on that. Little Trey and I, we have two more of those we're gonna fish. And uh, hopefully we can we can make some noise. Neely Henry up next in June, which sucks. I wish there was one of those things every month, man. That it was an absolute blast. Such a great time. So shout out to Kay. Miss K and the Alabama Bass Trail. Let's uh, let's shout out some sponsors real quick. Then we're just gonna dive into dive into a few things. We're gonna surprise call somebody here in a minute as well. Uh, but 
first things first, I got to thank the folks from Startron, Starbright, down there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Startron bringing you low budget life and kicking ethanol in the teeth in your outboard engine, in your truck, in your weed eater, in your chainsaw, in your UTV, whatever. If you're putting gas in it, ethanol's creeping in there. It's creeping in there like a thief in the night or, or more like a terrorist trying to ruin your stuff. Blow it up right there. little dab will do you. This bottle will treat 256 gallons. You can find it. It's basically everywhere. Everywhere. Just go where you like to shop, Startron. It's probably there. Go get it. Shake the bottle. Send me a video. Tag me up. We appreciate the folks from Startron kicking ethanol in teeth and bringing you low-budget life. New for this year. Just announced this. Really excited about working with these folks. Talked about this last week, but we got the code set up. We got everything you need. I'm going to put a link here in the description on YouTube for you. But Baitworks, I use some baits down there at Old Lake Jordan that I ordered from Baitworks, that new Rapala DT8. Come on with it. I do think they've got the best price on those as well, like doing some little fact-checking around. They have them in stock. Last time I looked, had them in stock, DT8s. But you can use code Duncan. Dash 10 at checkout, Duncan Dash 10 to get a break. Obviously, let them know you're a low lifer. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank y'all. You can go to bait works.com, use code Duncan Dash 10. They got all kind of stuff on there, but we was we was slinging that little DT8 around a little bit. We I don't think I think we might have weighed one on it yesterday, but uh, caught several over there in practice on that thing. It's a, it's a uh, it's an addition to an already killer lineup of crankbaits. And last, ladies and gentlemen, last but certainly not least, right here, Express Boats, the official boat of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. Got to uh, run that thing around down there on the Coosa River for a couple days. Still in love with it. Still the one. The X-21, still the one for me. Love it. Uh, did not fish the tournament out of it, though. As I mentioned, Trey, uh, Trey's sponsor, North Alabama Mortgage, shout out Brian. They uh, they hooked us up, so we we fished out of Trey's boat. Of course, I'm I'm good with it because Trey got some garments. He's 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 got the goods. So fished out of Trey's boat in the event, but I practiced out of mine. Got to run around in that X21. Still uh, still thrilled with that thing. And make sure, make sure before you buy a new boat that if you can find an express around you somewhere, find you a dealer, or you see somebody going down the road, flag them down. Go for a ride. If you see me, flag me down. Go for a ride before you get your new boat. You will be blown away if you've never been in an Express X-21. We appreciate them supporting Low Budget Live and all the Luke Duncan shenanigans and building excitement since 1966. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Let me send a text here real quick. All right. Sorry, my phone over here blowing up. So we're blowing up, gang. We're blowing things up this morning. Speaking of blowing up, Tyler Anderson, Tyler's Real Fishing, blew up the interwebs this week with a jaw-dropping 14-pounder. Congrats on that, Tyler. Uh, looks like some of them Texas lakes, ah, the, dropping, dropping bombs again. Here we go again. Here we go again. But Tyler got him uh, an absolute monster. Of course, you can check that out on his YouTube channel. I'm sure there'll be a, a good video on that, but... Uh, 
That doesn't suck, man. A 14-pounder to kick off the year does not suck. I was catching them big, you know, them Coosa River spotted bass that I, I'm so fond of, but I'd gladly take a 14. Gladly take a 14. So congrats to Tyler on that. I saw several posts on that. It was pretty freaking awesome. Something that I I jumped over that I wanted to uh, to make sure I, I dropped on here that I found it's something I've seen it shared a lot, and uh, I actually meant, meant to bring it up last week and just uh, forgot, to be honest. But Logan Parks, Logan, who who was half of the team, the million-dollar team there at that Bass Pro Shops Johnny Morris U.S. Open, has started a scholarship for an angler with some of his winnings, man, and I to for Auburn. And I think and, – and Logan, I believe, was the president of the Auburn Bass Club – and I just think that's really cool. I think that's uh, that's well done, young man, on that for sure. I just wanted to bring that up. It's it's good to see good being done in this old fishing world. There can be a lot of negativity in it at times these days, especially on social media and things. And it's it's really good to see uh, to see things like that. So good on you, young man. Good on you. All right, well, just uh, kind of spitball today a little bit, and then I'm gonna. Then we'll call somebody here in a minute and get a little somebody on the phone. But and and you're seeing uh, this here January the tenth. Like I said, if you're just if you're just joining, if you fast forward through all the bull crap at the beginning, fish the uh, the Alabama Bass Trail 100. And man, it just got me thinking. Being down there, uh, it is the premier, in my opinion. And and Miss Kay Donaldson, she kills it. And the ABT has been a very, very, very successful tournament trail, not by mistake, because it's very well ran. It's got absolute stone-cold bass-snatching assassins in it in both the north and the south. And then she started this ABT 100 last year, and you had guys like Gerald Swindle join in and and Alex Davis and Lee Livesey and Jordan Lee, Jesse Wiggins, you know, that fish professionally. And then you have just astounding – uh, numbers of incredible Alabama and, and anglers from all over. I think in the ABT 100 right now, there are anglers represented, uh, representing 13 different states. So it's very cool to see. But she has built one of the best team tournament trails in the country, in my opinion. And, and it just got me thinking, being a part of it, so much fun. That is what bass fishing is about at the tournament level in particular is being with your buddies, BSing with your buddies, trying to beat your buddies, uh, trying to beat your buddy in the boat even though you're on the same team. But that camaraderie gets lost at the professional level a lot of times and at the BFL level even. Yeah, and then there's a ton of, you know, we always BS and joke with our buddies. You always want to beat your buddies even at those single, you know, solo type events. But, man, that team deal, it's just a different atmosphere in a di- different environment. And uh, that's what Gerald Swindle and I were talking about that. It, it's just, it's refreshing and it is so needed. And I wish there were 10 more deals like this ABT 100 all over the country. It's just, it's, it's incredible. You should be able to go grab your buddy, throw him in a truck and go fish for $25,000 on a Saturday with a little bit higher entry fee than a normal turn. You should be able to do that. That should be out there if people want to put that money up to go do that, and that's what the ABT 100 has done. And it, it just, man, it took me back to that's how all of us start 
most of you watching this, you're still heavily involved in team tournaments unless you're progressing up the ladder in the Bassmaster Opens, things like that, but you still fish those team events. But that is the core base of our entire industry. And I feel like, and I'm, and, and I'm talking to myself as much as anybody on this, we lose sight of that at times, whether that's ego, whether that's, I don't know, we get so fixated on the upper level. I mean, I do an entire show about it every week, right? And I say that upper level, BPT, Bassmaster League, MPFL, FLW Pro Circuit. We, we, we talk so much about that that, man, we miss out on some stories and some anglers that either don't give a dang about being at the next level or for circumstances can't, you know, whether that's job, family, whatever. But we miss out on some great anglers and learning from some great anglers. Of course, a lot of them boys are secretive now, and I don't blame them because they rack up around states like Alabama and Texas and, and Florida. There's some great team trails out there. And, I, and I, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of ABT because I've seen what they've done um, since, since the inception around, I think it was like 2013 maybe. But Texas team, there's there, – Tons of good ones out there. Tons of good ones out there. Smaller ones that maybe don't pay that much, but they are the core of our entire industry on the tournament side. And uh, and I do feel like it gets taken for granted. I, I really, really do. It's how everybody starts, whether it's a fruit jar or a club. But man, I've been in my feels about it, y'all. I was thinking about it on the way home. I was like, man, I really just want to talk about that on the show tomorrow. Get y'all's feedback. Y'all comment. If you're listening, shoot me a DM on Facebook, Instagram. Um, but I just – let me know what team trail you're fishing. But I think that it, it's so important. They are, we we have to make sure those always stay healthy. So make sure you support the sponsors. Like if you've got a, if you've got a team trail you, you fish, man, support the people that support it. It's, it's really important. And you – for me, like seeing how it's evolved from when – because I, I think I fished the inaugural year with Kay and them on the ABT – and to see what this trail has become. And they do this in the in the regular season ABTs, which have five tournaments in the north, five tournaments in the south, pay $10,000 every Saturday, huge contingency bonuses from companies involved, sponsoring things like that. It's amazing. They're live streaming coverage. Now Trey and I were lucky enough to get to be on the live coverage because uh, they put a tracker on our boat. We got to catching them. Here they come with the camera, and, and we, uh, we got some air times. Awesome. Awesome. They live stream the way in. They do a great job. And I just think that so many other smaller than ABT trails out there could could learn from that, man. You need to uh you you need to invest in that type of thing to push your anglers, push your push your brand out there for your tournament trail. Because man, it just everybody benefits from it, whether it's the sponsors of your league or um just your participants in general, but, it, and you can just, man, everybody's excited to be a part of it and, and they go above and beyond. So uh, really, really good experience. And it was, it was, uh, it was such a far cry from a lot of things in, in the fishing industry right now for me, because I, I have been this fall, man, I've not been in a, in a good place with, with some of it. I feel like it's, it's changing rapidly talked about that on here a lot it's it's definitely changing at a fast pace and i don't know if it's for the good um from on the business side of it but it was just so 
it was so great to sit in a hotel parking lot with 50 boats lined up at a Hampton Inn and everybody sitting out there having them a cold drink, BS and dudes rigging tire. It, dude, it, it was so good. It was so good. And I was like, you know what? This, this is bass fishing. This is competitive bass fishing right here. This is it. Once you go beyond that, and look, y'all know I'm all in. Pro tournament fishing, Bassmaster Opens, whatever. But this is, this is the heartbeat of it. And, and uh, man, I just, I, it, was, it was like hitting the reset button. It was so good. It was so good. And um, Trey and I had an awesome day. Got beat by Gerald three places, okay? He was 19th for 22nd. I'll take that. Got beat by Wes Logan. Got beat by Justin Atkins. Got beat by Scott Canterbury. Got beat by my buddies Jason Cannon and Trent Surratt from here in my old hometown, Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Got beat by several, but we had a we had a really good day. Uh, had a lot of fun. A little disappointed. Came up a little short. Speaking of short, we're gonna get him on the phone right now. I'm gonna call him. See if he's up. Ladies and gentlemen, the LOB himself. Trey Swindle, if you'll answer. What's up? I probably should have warned you, but I uh, just called you on the podcast. Hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Hey, I, I'm, I'm good with no warning. That's okay. You good, you good on the fly? I'm, on my, I'm always on the fly. You know that about me. Uh, first question I got for you, are you good on the net? I'm pretty good on the net. <laughs> I know one person that's better than me, and that's Luke Hey, we we had we had the camera boat on us yesterday, y'all. And uh, Trey said, "Begging, got him." And it come up and jump. I said, "No, it ain't." And I wouldn't even get the net for it. And, 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 and Jason with uh, AnglersChannel.com that was covering us was just really astounded that I didn't get down and get the net. But I wasn't about to get the damn net. <laughs> I didn't think he was ever going to get the net for me when I just about caught two before you ever took off your life. That's a fact. You did catch two quicker than a cat could scratch its butt. That's a fact. So, dude, I was just talking. I was I'm more or less rambling because my brain scrambled eggs after uh, – I'm not in fishing shape yet. I know you said the same. We This is an early start to the year. I'm still in – was still in deer hunting mode until uh, it was time to go to Lake Jordan. But it's talking about just team tournaments and how – Everybody kind of starts there, and, and you and I said this over and over and over this weekend, how awesome these ABT 100s are, and and the the atmosphere was just killer, wasn't it? Like, it was just awesome. It was. It was, it, I mean, it, it was unreal. I mean, it, like I said, that's, that we've said it a thousand times, but that was three, quarter, three quarters of the fun, you know, hanging out, like, just, I mean – you know everybody as well as I do, and just cutting up, having fun, and just the atmosphere. It's well ran. I mean, yeah, it, it it really is, dude. It's it's super well run. But I I said that deal right there though. It's in in you're a guy going into this year. You're gonna fish nine, all nine of the Bassmaster Opens, right? And yep. but those deals, but you're also fishing the ABT North, and you're fishing the ABT 100 with me, but. Mm-hmm. I said, those are the heartbeat of bass fishing. Like, that is where, in my opinion, bass fishing needs to be, you know, supporting even more than the pro trails at a certain extent. Because, I mean, that's where it's at, dude. 
I think so too. And, and like I said, I, that's what I was telling my mom last night on the way home. Like, dude, that was just, I, I had more fun than I think I ever had in my life this week. But for me, like, you know, I'm, this is a big year for me. And, and you know, we, we talk a good bit, but you know, for me and the sponsorship side of stuff. And like, this is the first year for me that I feel like I've got a shot to actually chase my dream. And I know that's crazy to think that I fished the opens a couple of years already, but I've just fished one division and Dude, like this, this, that team trail, you know, fishing against people like Atkins and G and uh, all, all them, you know, Wes Logan and all them guys, like, and for me and you to go down there and just cut up and have fun and, and have a decent finish, like, for me, that was like, it couldn't have went no better. And I know we were both a little disappointed we didn't, especially we didn't beat Ryan and G as much crap as we talked. But <laughs> yeah. Wise, you know, going into this year and, and dude, that's the root of all fishing is, is tournament, you know, team tournaments. And like, that's how I grew up. Like it was just amazing to start the year off on that note. No doubt, dude. And I, I think something I was talking to our buddy Diamond Dave, David Allen last night and, Uh-oh. and, and I told him, you know, what gets lost me and G talked about this too. G called me on the way home about it is, we fish so many solo tournaments and you fish the opens, BFLs, whatever it is. And we just go fishing by ourselves so much because I feel like we're all secretive or whatever, or we're just busy and I can go one day that you can't go or whatever. But it was great being in the boat with somebody like you that takes it so serious because you learn things. You know, I'm 38. I've been doing it a lot longer than you, but you always are learning Jesus the same way man he's over there in in the parking lot looking at my stuff looking at jigs looking at this trailer I throw versus this looking at rods and you know he's looking at your stuff it is you never stop learning and I think that's the cool thing about team tournaments is you get to see how your buddy reacts under the you know in the pressure cooker so to speak and it was so cool making decisions with you yesterday because now look I I I'm not throwing shade at any small team tournament trail or anything like that. But now, we was under the gun a little bit, and then oh, yeah. you know it is it's not pressure, but it's it's a lot of pressure <laughs> at the same I time. Mean, well, we walked into that meeting. I think you had to pick my jaw up off the floor. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, we was around them, man. It was it was weird being around that group of guys right there. No, no doubt about it, man. And uh, but but just. I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm I'm really grateful. Like you, I feel like it's a good start to the year. Starting that early, I, I'll start opening the show talking about. I don't remember ever fishing a tournament in Alabama that early uh, in the year. I fished one in Florida one time. I think is the earliest one I ever fished. Like first absolute first week of January. So that was an early start. Of course, we dodged a pretty big bullet with the weather because up here at my house they had ice and snow and the the high was like 19. But we still. Uh, we got a little cold. We ain't gonna lie about we got that. A little bit, and I, I didn't pack nowhere near enough clothes. And I mean, I'm a little scrawny fella, and I ain't got much meat on my bones. I, I needed about three more jackets and two more pair of pants. I was a little. I had the shimmy shakes Thursday and Friday morning. Now you you bought a uh, you borrowed a jacket from from Swindle from Gerald. Did you give it back? It did. It did look warm. Uh, I'm sure he will not forget it. I know how he is. Oh, you I know think. how he is. He ain't gonna forget it. I had one rod. He let me borrow. He told me, he said, if you lose it or break it, you're dead. Like I'm gonna kill you. It's his favorite rod. And I promise you, I thought he'll forget about it. You know. 
he ain't forgot about it. He called me the first day we was down there on Wednesday about lunch. He said, you got that wrong? So you tell me you don't want to OG any money or a rod or anything. That's a that's a fact. I, I've, I've been there, done that with him. Been there, done that with him. But man, I think you know. Overall, uh, I was disappointed we missed Chick. I was disappointed we didn't beat G and Ryan. But we had a great time hanging with those dudes. And and man, the the thing is, uh, there was a lot of boys that didn't catch them <laughs> because them conditions yeah, got tough. And I was surprised by some of them that didn't catch them. So I will never complain about missing a check when you get ahead of some of the guys that we were fortunate enough to get ahead of. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know as well as I do because I had to take you back to your truck. But I was a little bit down and out about it for a little bit. And then I really got to looking at the leaderboard on the way home. And I'm like, you know, we come in 20 seconds. The top 20 got paid. And then, you, you know, you look at some of the guys we beat. It's hard to complain about that. I mean, I know it sucks being that close to, you know, getting a check and coming up short. Coming up short trying to beat G and Ryan, you know. But, I mean, gosh, that, looking at some of the guys we beat. It, it, and it, it does. It, and it does suck missing out on, you know, a couple grand. <laughs> and I, that always sucks. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. It would have. Because me and you bought, uh, we bought enough dang chunks and bought enough jigs and bought enough crankbaits before this tournament. I was talking at the, at the first of this about uh, that dang DT8 and – I feel like used to I'd keep kind of things under wraps a little bit more, I guess, if I really like something. But I feel like the cat's out of the bag on that one anyways. But that's, that's a special little plug, ain't it, Trey? That's a bad dude. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it, that's all I got to say about that. It's just a bad dude. But what what almost got us paid, though, was two spinning poles. And, and we still ain't owned up and told G that yet, I don't think. But no. It did, it, I did I did tell him because I was telling him a story about a buddy of mine at Zero that was making fun of me tying on a leader on my spinning rod and said he didn't own a spinning rod. I needed some 25-pound line. He was going to beat my butt with it yesterday, and he zeroed. And I told G I'd text him and ask him how many of my spinning rods he wanted to borrow for the next one. <laughs> you, need some, you, need, you need my little Phoenix rod that I was drop-shotting them suckers on because I, I'll, let you, I'll let you come look at it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, it was uh, it's a cool little drop shot rod. But, uh, dude, talk about for folks at home like this year for you. And I know we just had you on here, and and you were at the bar and grill with me. But talk about the difference. I mean, did you approach that term? I, I practice out of my boat. You practice out of yours. But did you approach practicing for a one day team event any different than you will say an open? I did, and, and like I said, it, you know, it was a team tournament, and that's what uh, I was talking to my mom about. And I put a lot of I put a lot of trust in you, and you did me too, because we've really never been in the boat together. Yeah, we've never fished all. together. I mean, that the, yeah, that was the first time we'd ever been in the boat together. So I kind of, you know, trusted you up the river because that's what you liked and the current stuff. And and I pretty much, you know, spent my practice, you know, swimming a jig and looking for really something to win, and just you know 
just get five bites, maybe not even get a lot of bites, which it turned out we caught a lot. But I put a lot of faith in you to kind of find a backup plan, like, man, we can run up the river and throw this DTA as a limit, you know, if we had to. But And especially after I found that one little juicy, you know, brush pile and rock pile, little whatever it was, we figured out that um, that was real good. I spent the next, like, four hours just looking with my grass, with my hummingbirds on side edges and stuff like that. And, and you know as well as I do, because Ag can stalk you grounded, man. Maybe try to find <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, I think, I think I did practice a little bit different just because I knew it was a one-day tournament, and I knew I had faith in you to find a little backup plan, and I knew if I found something juicy that you would trust me enough to go do it all day. And, and I just really looked for something against them guys because I knew 10 pounds wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. And it turned out to be tougher, you know, than what we No what doubt. We but I, I did. I, I feel like, you know, in an open with that many guys on the lake and in a multi-day event, I usually try to find as many different patterns and different things. And, <laughs> and even if it's something I don't enjoy doing as much, I try to find a couple different things to do since it's a multi-day event. But with a one-day event, man, you've got to swing, especially against them guys. No doubt. G and I were talking last night, and – he, he was just asking, he's like, well, how, how, you know, how do you think you guys did? Like, how would you grade your day? You know, he's analytic. Like, he likes to talk about the process, you know, and, uh-huh. and he's been around it for so long. And I do, too. Like, I like to pick his brain. And, and, uh, and I said, man, in this same conversation you and I had, we took the one offshore spot you had in practice, a couple patterns that I found, a couple patterns you had. We kind of put it all together. And – once we got off to a fast start yesterday, it changed our entire game plan of what we were going to do because we were going to try to crank in some current to catch some big spots, swim a jig. We really had a thing because we thought we were going to have to hodgepodge it together a little bit more than we actually did. And then mm-hmm. turns out our, our spot you found graphing was better than we even realized. We, we caught a ton off of it. But I, like I told him, we put our cards on, all our cards on the table. Once we had a limit, 9.30 or 10 o'clock, I said, hey, man, we're talking. We're like, dude, we need one to two more good bites. We're right in the mix. We get three good bites. We could win. And, yeah. you know, potentially based off of what we what we thought, it actually took a little more to win than I think we all expected. 19 pounds was a big bag, mixed bag, 17 all spots. Clint Davis from the Elite Series and, and his partner uh, caught 17 pounds all spots. But – we did everything we could do to try to catch a bit a big bag. And when G and I were talking, I said, you know, and what's crazy is though, from my FLW days, from the Bassmaster Opens, these multi-day events, my mindset would have been completely different. When we caught the whatever, 12 pounds, I would have, knowing it was tough, would have almost been content and would not have gone and chased bigger bites like you and I did. Because you got to perform again on day two, right? And he said the exact same thing. He said... Because you think about it, I guarantee if there was a multi-day event and we were out there fishing today, you know as well as I do, we could have probably, I know almost 100%, we could have caught another 10 to 12 pounds off that pile. Yep, you know, no so doubt. You, you add that on a tough lake like it was in the conditions, the cold, the flood, the rain, you know, it's flood, the water was muddy. You take two 12-pound bags, a lot of them guys are going to stumble, and we're going to go from 22nd to 8th. That, that's right. Day, if we catch 12 again, we'll go from 8th to 3rd. You're, you're right there, yeah. Bag, but, but, you know, when you fish for three days, you're going to get a big bite. That, that's right. On it, that, that could be the difference in a win. 
And I, I found it interesting because Gerald was down there on the lower end around us some too, and he they had two fish at 11. Of course, he, him and Ryan, they old grinders. He always going to figure out a way to catch a limit, but he said he picked up the trolling motor, runs all the way up the river in the current, doing the cranking deal, DT6, DT8, like you and I had been talking about and had done a lot of. And he said last night on the phone, had it been a regular Elite Series multi-day event, fishing for AOY, fishing for $10,000 checks with two days to get a check, get it done, and make the cut. He said he would have never picked up the trolling motor and ran up the river. He said he would have never done it. But in a one day, he felt like, because he practiced up there every day, that was the only chance he really had to maybe catch a couple big spots, make a move, and uh, and they end up, dadgummit, going up there and getting just enough bites to to beat us. Unfortunately, but I found that in, I found that interesting, man. It is, and that's one thing about them guys that you know as well as I do. I mean, you've fished that on W tour for years, and you you know a lot of them guys, man. At eleven o'clock, when they ain't got a fish in the boat, half the field is beat. Yeah, they're done. People like those guys, people the tour level guys, they fish hard. Like that, they're never beat. They never in their mind think they're beat. That's something that just amazes. You know, it's just amazing to me that they can. They can stay mentally in it like that, but like I said, and I know me and you talked about it yesterday. We wanted to say one thing, like just for everybody listening, and you you can back me up on this. Like, don't be afraid to fish the conditions because you know <laughs> as well as I do, me and you did not expect to do what we did, and we fished more new water on the tournament that day than I. I mean, we fished places we we hadn't even been to. Yeah, we just fished the conditions, just to, and it, it worked out. Our best fish came off of something that we've never seen until we pulled up and started throwing at it, <laughs> just based on what we were seeing and what we were feeling and thinking at the time. And and that's a big deal, man. That's a you know I feel like a lot of people have their hopes crushed after practice, but it's not over because practice is over. You know the tournament's just starting. Like you got to kind of get your head out of your butt and figure out how you're going to catch them. And that, and I'm speaking to myself in that, right, too. I mean, we all just, like, you can get down after a bad practice. Our practice was not great. Like, we had one good day and one really crappy day. Yeah, and that's just like I told you, and you know, because you, you, you liked it. I mean, you looked at me like, man, he's pretty, he might be smarter than I thought give him credit for. And that's what I told you when I used to play high school basketball. If I, I knew if we were in warm-ups and I never missed a three all the way around, not to even shoot the ball. <laughs> That's but right. I if I could make one in four months to shoot the ball, you know. So, it, I mean, that just goes. It's the same thing with fishing. I mean, it's, you're never out of it. If you have a bad practice, that's usually when you do the best. You can just, you know, clear mind and just go fishing just like it's another practice. Day. That's exactly right. Well, we, we got fortunate, man, and uh, – I just wanted to come pick your brain, keep on the theme a little bit, buddy. I won't keep you much longer, but y'all make sure you're following Trey Swindle Fishing on Facebook and Instagram. Go slide in his DMs, ladies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Trey Swindle Single is fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. You got me. Hey, not to be confused with Darian was fishing. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good week. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you for calling. Hey, see, bud. Little Trey Swindle right there, y'all. Little Trey. Had to get him on there and uh, and give him a hard time. 
and, and get his thoughts on all this. I know, and I know some of y'all are listening. Like, oh wow, groundbreaking, Luke. You think team tournaments are cool? I fished team tournaments for years, but there are gaps in my life where I didn't fish them as much because I was fishing a lot of solo stuff. And then, unfortunately, around home, and even in the Alabama Bass Trail, if you fish a bigger trail, you're not allowed to compete. And so that's why I'm so grateful for this ABT 100 because it lets guys like Gerald and Clint Davis and Justin Atkins and Wes Logan and Canterbury and Greg Vincent and some of these dudes uh, get to show up and do this. They get they get to fish with their buddies. And and her rule, uh, Kay Donaldson ABT's rule is one pro and one amateur in the boat. It's really cool. It's really really cool. So uh, grateful for grateful for little Trey. He that that young man right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He has a very, very, very bright future in the sport. I was, I was uh, beyond impressed with his fishing skills and the way he carries himself, the way he makes decisions, and, and he's going to make a lot of noise in the sport, I really believe, before it's all said and done. So uh, I'm glad he's putting up with me. We had a great time. We learned a lot from each other and, and caught a lot of fish and uh, netted a lot of fish for each other, and it was uh, gave each other a hard time. Going to be a YouTube video. I, I put one together. My, my camera went out. Right out the the jump in the morning, and Trey had his GoPro. Mine was went out because, of course, they do all the time. And uh, it, I've got one that I maybe got some salt water in it. I'm not sure. It's done for. Either way, wouldn't work. So I had to put it on one of those powered up uh, Yolo sticks in the back of the boat. I don't like that angle. I like the chesty being in the middle of it, but had to borrow Trey's camera. So we ended up filming it from the back of the boat perspective, but uh, got, got a lot of the fish catch, a lot of the excitement and stuff that we were going through, the emotions we were going through during the day. It was, it was fun. So I'm going to edit that up, be looking for that uh, on my YouTube channel and going to try to film every time I fish this year and practice days, a lot of fishing videos and things coming up. All right. Okay. Short and sweet today. Appreciate each and every one of you for joining in. Make sure you subscribe to the Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus YouTube channel. If you're not, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, give me a review or rate. I don't even know how that works. I don't even know how that works. But do that on there. I appreciate it. There's a bunch of y'all on there listening every single week, and I, I it does not go unnoticed, and I appreciate it very, very much for this opportunity to run my mouth about the things I love, like music, bass fishing, talking to my friends right here with all you lowlifers. It's... Uh, it's a great experience. Got to meet a lot of lowlifers at the weigh-in for ABT. It's just it's mind-blowing to me that, uh, that people care. So thank you very much. I'm going to take you out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues. Make sure you hug your mama, and I will see y'all next week. Spanish see. Moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get 